Before we begin, the Half Moon podcast would like to recognize that we are situated on the traditional unceded territories of the Semiamu and Coast Salish people. We are proud of our relationship with the Semiamu First Nation. Hey everyone, I'm Anna Snyder, and on today's podcast episode, we are going to be having a discussion on this year's Moose Hide campaign. This is Semiamu's second year that we've done this campaign. And today I'm joined with four awesome individuals that are going to introduce themselves now. Uh, I'm Quinn Stead. I'm Morgan DeGode. I'm Jade Geddes. And I'm Finn Toporowski. So we're just going to let Morgan explain to us what the Moosehead Campaign is. So the Moosehead Campaign recognizes that all forms of violence is unacceptable, regardless of gender. The campaign acknowledges the disproportionate number of women who are victims of domestic and gender-based violence and the importance of engaging men and boys in addressing this issue. Yes, yeah, so the Moosehead campaign was originally started from a father and daughter who were hunting by the Highway of Tears, and they were very inspired by this um, because of the many missing and murdered Indigenous women and children, and they felt that it was time to make a change. So they thought that a moose would be the perfect symbol to represent this change, and they cut it up into little squares and started distributing it to people in the community and just like everywhere kind of around the world. And then it gained momentum and many figures we know like Justin Trudeau um, began wearing this uh, as a symbol of like peace and just resilience. And so what they wanted to start was by wearing the pin, it signifies your commitment, honor, respect and protection of the women and children in your life and to represent speaking out against gender-based and domestic violence. So what about this campaign sticks out from others? Like, it, how does it differentiate from other campaigns that we see today? I think as Semiamu students, we, have, we are shown a lot of Indigenous content and um, it's a big focus in our schooling today. Um, like, I think we're very linked to... Um, the indigenous bands that are in our area and yeah. we do try to um be correct in what we say at the school make sure um with the name change the too. name change yeah. the um the mascot change make sure that yeah. we are all correct in what we're saying nickname changes as yes well. i think like we are very tied to um and we try to implement the indigenous culture yeah. into our yeah. school so i think like by us being the ones who are creating and distributing these pins throughout our school, putting up posters and creating a walk and kind of just like putting light to this movement. It's making it more of the students feel connected. Yeah, yeah. I feel like what you're saying, like as much hurt and abuse that has gone on towards for I mean, many, many years towards the indigenous community uh, recently over the past couple of years, I guess our school especially has kind of begun reconciling or attempting to, yeah, with the name change and the mascot going from uh, semi to semi-amu, making sure we don't, or totems to or thunderbirds, yeah. So yeah. in attempts to reconcile, of course, it'll never be the same or make up for the abuse and torment that has happened, but I guess it's just that act of acknowledgement towards the... The hurt that we've caused and attempting to make a difference and change. Yeah. yeah. I also think it stands out from other movements because it's a movement targeting violence against women and children, but it's primarily not started by, but like 
run by and carried through by men and boys, specifically right. indigenous mm-hmm. men and boys, exactly. um, standing up against violence towards women. So I think that that sets it apart from other movements because it's not women necessarily standing up for themselves alone, but instead everybody banding together yes. to like yeah. target an issue that's against everyone of all genders, but like specifically in this case, unproportionately towards women and children. Right. Yeah. I also think going off of what Morgan and Quinn said about the school, I think it's it's when we learn and talk about Canadian Indigenous peoples, a lot of these kinds of campaigns like really open up us as semi-AMA student eyes to the fact that such terrible things have been happening to Indigenous women and children and people in Semiamu. This has been affecting yeah. people mm-hmm. near us. And when an issue becomes local to you, it I feel like it hits harder and it and it for sure makes yeah, you want to take initiative faster. Yeah. yeah, well like if you see it on the news, it's easy to kind of not register in your head that it's actually happening. Like I feel like if you see it on TV sometimes it just feels like it's in a movie yeah. where it's mm-hmm. not actually like, affecting sure. yeah. you, but if you see like real life consequences or uh, examples of it, then mm-hmm. it becomes more real, especially if it's within your own school community. Yeah, yeah and it's also really easy to turn off the TV or to like, yeah, if it's on yeah. social media to rush it under the rug. Yeah. yeah, but when it's in your own community and people that you know in your like in your own life, it's so much harder to ignore. Like it personally affects you. Yeah, mm-hmm. even just seeing it in like a local newspaper makes yeah. it much yeah. more meaningful because you see like, oh, that you say, oh, that this is where their house was, and it's like that's a few blocks down from me, you know, and yeah. it's, and I think that. That that those kind of things kind of sparked what we wanted to do at Semiamo mm-hmm. with this campaign. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just very powerful, you know, to see the students at Semiamo wearing the pin. And I mean, if you look at the TVs around the school, and you'll get shown a video. We've had like senior boy students and male teachers wearing the pins to show that they support this campaign. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my dad, Mr. Smed, um, last year too was part of the Indigenous program here. And so I think like him being part of that program and me observing just different things that happened, it was very eye-opening to me in the sense where I was exposed to different things that I didn't realize before. And I think the social justice class, Miss Ned's, my mom's <laughs> um, social justice class, uh, we made like a slideshow uh, up on the TVs, like I think we mentioned that earlier, um, of men, like pictures of men within our school community um, grade 12s, 11s, and teachers um, showing their support for the Moosehead campaign and like some of the different things have said like I'm committed to ending violence against women or violence against women and indigenous peoples is wrong and it was just standing up and it was cool to see the support from not only students but teachers and they were able to show their support even on the school screens for everybody to see and so I think that was very important getting men that we know and it's yeah, not just like, for sure. For sure. like I said earlier, like how in the media, like Justin Trudeau was shown having the moose hide mm-hmm. pin or different, even like chiefs within the indigenous community. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're able to see people that you know supporting than people just like on media or online because yeah. it becomes yeah. more yeah, real. For sure. I think it becomes more personalized and also these like big figures like in our school, like principals mm-hmm. and like teachers and then just senior students, these like kids that are coming into grade eight or younger are like seeing these role models right these men like supporting this cause and these and women i think it 
also will help them develop into yeah, better yeah. people and be mm-hmm. more aware of what's going on. Yeah, especially if these younger boys, specifically in mm-hmm. grade 8, they look up to these people or they mm-hmm. see these grade yeah, 12 sure. students wearing this pin. If they look up to those students, then they'll be, oh, well, like this is right and I should support this mm-hmm. too. Where it's if you have that role, role model aspect and like you said, like a personal connection to the person, then it's more influential than I think if you saw it on like the news. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yes. Um, even though I think that even though like the Moose High Pin campaign is like targeting men and boys specifically to speak up, I think that people, a lot of women can also be like, oh, so I'm not supposed to wear the pin. Is this just for men and boys? But I think that that's like the opposite of what we're going for. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's very important that women wear the pins as well because w- women need to support women and show that they are also mm-hmm. there for women because hypothetically, you want you want to be able to see that other women understand you and they sympathize with you and they mm-hmm. you're not alone. You. Yeah, you're yeah. not alone in this. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, when did the when did this does anybody know when the Moose High campaign kind of originated? Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. So it's been, it's been around for a while, but I mm-hmm. mean I was only, I know, like exposed yeah. to it in high school. Yeah. So yeah. It just so. came to it just yeah. came to Semiamu last yeah. year. Yeah, last year. So it's, which hopefully this tradition yeah, stays. It's yeah. interesting to see how long it took to mm-hmm. kind of stick mm-hmm. or to reach us, I guess. Because I didn't even know what the Moosehead campaign was yeah. until, like, grade 8 or 9. No, yeah. same. Yeah. And I think that's different, especially, like, within, like, the education system and stuff. I think that Indigenous culture and just, like, learning has been mm-hmm. become more prominent yeah. in yeah. high school. Like, I started learning about it maybe grade 7. Yeah. And it's been a very, like, big part of learning, like, in socials or English or kind of any yeah. class. Yeah. That, that is yeah. why I think it's so great that we are impl- implementing this, like, First Nations credit. Yeah. Right. Where you have to do it before you graduate. Like, yeah, I know. It's been fueled yeah. into the curriculum. I know that next year I am going to be doing First Nations English. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, that's something I'm looking forward to, learning more and more yeah. about this. Yeah. Because it's such a big part of the Semiamu culture here. But also just like knowing the history yeah. of mm-hmm. like Canada and BC as well. Yeah, Quinn, Quinn, Finn, and I are all in the English, the First Peoples English Twelve class right now, and I'd mm-hmm. say that it has been extremely educational. Mm-hmm. And it's been, I, you know, we all knew about Indigenous culture, we all knew about the Semiamu First Nations, but when you have a class which its main focus is on that. Um, it brings a new perspective to you, mm-hmm. and it's in your mind more often. And I think that that class has really been a good option. It's a really good idea for other Semiamu students to take that as their Indigenous course. And because of the new requirement, it's so great to see more options becoming available. 100%. Because we've yeah. had that course for a few years now, but next year I believe we also have a First People Socials class. Yes. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but that's also a great option for people to fill that requirement and to learn from a different perspective. Like, beyond what you would learn in just your regular socials class built mm-hmm. into the curriculum. To have, like, a specific class focused on the history of, like, Canadian First Peoples, but also sort of the genocide that we've seen throughout the country. And then understanding deeper why movements like the Moose Hyde campaign are so important like, mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that this will... that. Well, having classes and options like that and having pamphlets and stuff around the school mm-hmm. and posters, I think that will also make semi students get a lot more out of this particular campaign as well. Yeah. yeah. Because they're more focused in on it and there's mm-hmm. a connect and we have a connection to our local First Nation group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think um, I think a lot of more semi students will wear the pins and also go and want to be a part of the walk and watch the videos mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. educate themselves on the topic. Yeah, well, for even sure. for yeah. the indigenous students at Semiamu, mm-hmm. like, I think 
we aren't even aware sometimes about the students that are indigenous at the school but I know there's an indigenous program also um, at Simeon which like I only found out about last year which I thought was actually pretty cool but just for them to even have the resources and information and I think it would be like it would be interesting to be able to learn about your own culture and Mm -hmm. even like some things you may not have even known about or for you to be able to contribute into that class for things that you know or like share your culture your traditions I think Mm -hmm. that'd be a cool aspect and make them feel more welcome or yeah, like of course. seen, heard, yeah. you know. Connect them yeah. to their classmates yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that. And I yeah. think so. that's why this campaign is so important. It's spreading awareness to like the violence against women and children, especially indigenous women and children. Mm-hmm. But also it's like opening up a door for like these students who may not know that much to learn. Yeah. yeah. You know? And like like see these courses that they can take now yeah. mm-hmm. and learn so much more about their school's like, yeah. history yeah. and Canada's and history. This, this education that they're getting from these courses is going to be so important throughout the rest of their life because mm-hmm. the, um, the discussion about Indigenous peoples in Canada is just going to get more and more and more publicity. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it was hidden under the rug for so long. Yeah, yeah well, it's just kind of... It was just... It was brushed aside and it was... Um, the indigenous people have went through so much with the government Absolutely. of Canada. It's been horrible, but when with more and more discussion, these kind of courses will help them be able to um, talk to others about it and teach other people. And yeah. it'll be really, really useful for their future in Canada yeah. and for everyone to see, like not only themselves represented, but to see like different types of people represented, not only in media but like in schools, mm-hmm. and to have it sort yeah. of integrated more into your curriculum. I think yeah. is so important because then it's not introduced later on when you're like oh well everything in my life has been centered around you know a certain group of people yeah. yeah to have it more like to have diverse curriculums and learn about everybody who goes to the school and everybody who lives in the country I think is so important in like creating equality and like equal views from like starting at a young age so we, the the walk for this campaign um, is going to be tomorrow on Thursday. It's going to be in block... Um, block B. It will be, no, block A. Block A. You'll be getting your pins during block B, and then you'll be doing the walk during block A. You'll be, ready, you'll be, ready you'll be yeah. getting your handmade pins by the social justice oh, yeah. class. class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. It's been great. <laughs>